Welcome to the sermon podcast of Paley Presbyterian Church. The following sermon is by Pastor Becca Bruner. The music sure has a lot of power in worship, doesn't it? Uh, I didn't occur to me till we were partway two lines into that last song. That's actually a song that I discovered for myself uh, when I was home in Oregon seeing my dad for the last time. And it was a song I played at his bedside with him and sang with and to him as he passed away. So Maddie saw me and sent me a nice little heart text because she's nice. I got hit with some feels there when we were singing it uh, because it's true, because the words of that song are true. And music has a way of getting things that we know up here, deeply in here. Which is why I'm so glad and grateful for the decision that our session has made to give us this opportunity to fully expand our worship life as a church, that we can have a fully contemporary service for people that, for whom that music, that's, that's the way that that stuff gets from here to here. And that we can have a fully traditional service as well for people, again, that that expression of worship is what feeds your heart and your soul and connects that, that your spirit of God to say, yes, this is true, and this is true for me, and this is true for all of us. So just want to remind you of that. That's coming. We're starting Sunday, November 28th. We'll have a contemporary service here in this room at 9 a.m., as well as being live-streamed for those who are home, and then at 10.30, a traditional service here in this room, and for those who are at home as well. And I'm just thrilled for the way that we can express our love for God and experience the love of of God through the gift of worship. We started out this year, back September 12th, so oh so long ago, with a pretty bold claim. The claim we made was Paoli Presbyterian Church exists because we believe that there is no problem in human life that following Jesus cannot solve. We believe that that's true. And we committed this entire year to discovering that truth, to, to really digging into following Jesus together to see if that's true, to experience that truth in our life, that there is no problem in human life that following Jesus cannot solve. And so we jumped into this year by studying Jesus' teaching, this incredible teaching sermon. We said it's the greatest sermon ever preached, the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, this wisdom, this extraordinary wisdom of Jesus lived out in ordinary lives. That's what we've been spending several weeks learning from. And for the last two weeks in this series, we've been digging more specifically into Jesus' wisdom in this sermon about the idea of, of how we spend our treasure specifically our time and our money, how when we spend our treasure, when we accept Jesus' invitation to give some of that treasure to the kingdom of God, that how we receive even more in return. That's what Jesus teaches. And so we're going to continue learning from that this idea that Jesus presents, this kind of reciprocal giving and receiving that, that Jesus teaches on, continuing in Matthew 7 starting at verse 7. Jesus says, Ask, and it will be given you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks, receives. 
and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for bread, will give a stone? Or if the child asks for a fish, will give a snake? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So I've told you before and will likely tell you again, I think small groups are fantastic. Like personally, I find them so life-giving. To be a part of a small group just does so much for me. And I'm the kind of person, if I love something, I want all the people that I love to love the thing that I love too. So I talk about small groups a lot. You know, every small group I've been a part of, I I have loved because uh, for a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons um, as a pastor, uh, particularly that I love small groups, is you get to see, you get get to kind of witness firsthand how all the things that we talk about up here, you get to see how they're true out there. Like people get to talk and share their stories about how, yeah, this, I experienced this and, and I feel like God taught me this. And, and it just becomes such a greater truth when you get to learn about it through the lives of other people. And I will say the small group I'm in right now, um, we did a little bit of arm wrestling at the 7.30 service about who had the best small group. So Rokies, the Plambex, they, they shouted up for yours. But I said we win. Um, you all can fight me on that later. If you think you have the best small group, actually, you win, right? If we all think we have the best group, small group, we're all right. But still, I think mine is the best. Um, and so from my small group, I wanted to have a story shared with you today because it's a pretty cool one. Uh, One of the members of my group, who had been a part of the group for the last year, has a pretty cool testimony to really be able to say that what Jesus says here in this Sermon on the Mount, it's really, really true. That when we seek, we find. That when we give, we receive. And, And when we really, really seek to put God first, God just always provides everything we need. So, That's enough from me. I want you to help me welcoming my friend, Will Moreski, to come and share with you today. Can we give him a hand? Will got here to to share at 7.30 this morning, too, so he's a real hero. Um, But... Will, uh, some of us, his, his face may be familiar to you if you were, joined us this last spring. Uh, Will uh, was one of the, the part of the group who came and offered their own testimony uh, earlier this spring, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But let's just, let me let you introduce yourself, uh, who you are, who your family is, interesting facts, what cool. they want to know about well, you. Good morning, everyone. My name is Will Moreski. Thanks for having me here today. Uh, I am part of that lovely family back there uh, with my wife, Laura, and my beautiful little girl, Olivia, who's uh, 16 weeks now, and so unbelievably grateful uh, to have them in my life for sure. God has been doing amazing things by bringing them into my life, and they're certainly responsible for for me being up here today. Uh, Professionally, I'm an LPC, a licensed professional counselor. I've been doing that for about 15 years. Uh, currently, though, uh, I am working with Humana. I'm in charge of the uh, behavioral health operations for a small startup inside of Humana. Um, and so uh, just really love being able to uh, you know, continue to work with people and hear their stories. Uh, people's, people's stories are always really inspiring to me, and I think that uh, what's been amazing about our small group and even the classes that I, we did for the, for the baptism, uh, you get to hear everybody's stories, and they're so real, and it's so 
vulnerable for people to come together in that kind of space and, and talk about uh, Jesus. It's just it's a, something that I haven't really experienced in my life before and I'm incredibly grateful for. So you alluded to a lot of kind of big deal things uh, happening oh, in your life. Uh, you got married just less than a year ago. Um, then Olivia was born this summer. And last spring, a big deal being that you made that public declaration of your faith in Jesus Christ by uh, renewing your baptism covenant uh, in worship. And that was so beautiful. And I want to commend that to anybody. That service is still online. If you follow a few clicks on our website, you can see all of our past services. So this one's April 11th. Uh, it's Will and a number of other people, some who were being baptized for the first time, some who were uh, reaffirming that, but all of them uh, giving, uh, telling their own story of faith and making a public commitment to Jesus. It was a really beautiful celebration. So if you didn't see it, go watch it. Uh, so I'm going to ask Will to just give the Cliff Notes version of that, of kind of what got you to that point? What, 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 what was the story that led you to that day of saying, yes, I want to follow Jesus? Absolutely. Um, well, I mean... I grew up Roman Catholic, went to church every single Sunday. Uh, it wasn't a Sunday that we didn't miss. Dad always made sure that we were there, which was really in incredible. Um, but, you know, we had a, a life event that happened. Uh, my parents got divorced. Um, and what I thought was really disheartening and, and kind of turned me off of religion for, um, for a while was that they, they basically told me he couldn't come back. Um, and so to see someone who I saw just give so much life to and, and get that from uh, from going to a church in that kind of way to being denied that just it didn't seem really right to me at all and so that made my relationship with uh with god <laughs> very difficult um fast forward uh, a number of years we've had a, a few different things happen kind of in my life um but, but i think the the thing that really cinched it for me that there was something here uh, was really meeting laura um, and being a part of our small group um seeing people uh in a community, in a family, you know, working together every week, praying together, um, seeing Laura challenge me that all of those thoughts that I had about religion and God were probably just excuses. They were just excuses. Um, but she challenged me to think differently about that and to, uh, you know, to really figure it out. Uh, and so that's been really a beautiful and amazing process, um, both in our life, it's now something that we can share together and share with our lovely baby. Uh, and it's something that I get to share every Sunday as, as part of our small group where, you know, we can really work on some of those questions that we have and hear that in a loving and faithful and safe way, I think is, is really incredible. So the passage that we read this morning, Jesus talked about this kind of dynamic of, you know, he says there's, there's a part that we play, we ask, we seek, we knock. But there's always a response, you know, we, that when we do our little part, God responds with his big part. The, the, you know, he answers, he finds, he, the doors are flung open. Like, so how have you kind of experienced that reciprocal kind of relationship with God, the, the seeking part on our part and then kind of the being found and, and receiving on, our, on God's part? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing for me has really just been that uh, God really allows you to question and when you question honestly and, and really think deeply, he'll give you the answers. And you have to have faith to be able to do that. And uh, I, I didn't always have that faith. And so I think being able to, to really do that, like I said, uh, you know, in my personal life and do that with, with small group has been, you know, amazing. I think really seeing, uh, you know, just how powerful it is to be in community. And it's a word that Laura used to talk about all the time and it used to drive me nuts. I went, what's community? I don't understand. What's like, I have my friends at home and I have my friends at work. Like what's, what's this community thing? 
Um, and then you go to a small group and you come here to, to church on Sunday and you go, oh, that's what it is. You're living your life with other people. You don't have to be afraid that you don't necessarily know what every single verse in the Bible is or you, you don't understand some concept that God's put in front of you. It's okay to not know, and you can all not know together, but at least you're trying, and that's the effort that God rewards. He will always reward you if you ask. So getting kind of to this, this stewardship stuff, um, we want to flash back to last fall <laughs> when uh, at that point in your life, you weren't 100% on board with following Jesus. You were still asking. You were still questioning. You were kind of figuring it out, and you were honest about that. And then it was stewardship season in the church, and we were talking about, you know, what does it mean to give a portion of your, your income to the church, to God? And you were, kind of, you were really honest, which I loved. And, and anytime I jokingly refer to stewardship season as NPR pledge drive time, that's Will's fault. Um, because he's like, it's just, that's what it feels like to me. Like, it's just kind of, why, why, why would you give some of your money to God? Can you articulate some of that struggle for us, kind of where, oh, where yeah. that came from for you? Absolutely. I mean, this, the struggle is real, for sure, with, with that. Um, so for me, I've always been kind of relatively conservative financially. You know, you, you pay your bills, you kind of do the things that you do. You know, just circumstances hasn't always been extra or whatever. And so the thought of like, well, I can barely pay my student loans. How am I going to like, like why does giving money to the church, like why does that matter? And what is that really going to do for me? Um, and I think the most amazing thing has been that I've seen it does everything for me. I gave just a, a, a small amount to, to say, okay, this is important. I, I see that there's probably value in it, but I really don't understand it. And what I've gotten in return, just professionally and due to circumstances in my life, is just an unbelievable opportunity to be able to pay off all of my debts. And just this kind of amazing thing has happened in my life where finances are not the struggle that they've always been. And I don't know how the heck that happened. <laughs> Other than I gave what little I did to God and say, hey, let there be something that like, we can do with this and maybe it'll, maybe it'll mean something. And what I saw was just an unbelievable amount, like 10 times, 100 times multiplied back to me because I was willing to, to do that. Um, and I didn't say this in the last service, but I want to bring it up right now in that one of those events that was really touching to me was when the, the food drive happened. Um, and it's always been difficult with my family to kind of do things. And I'm, please don't take this as bragging. I'm saying this to, to give an example of like what happened. But I had just pledged to give a little bit of money from my paycheck every week to the church here. And that, that food drive came up. And for me, like hunger has always been something that's, that's like, it's really, really struck, struck a chord with me. And I'm getting emotional. I'll try not to, sorry. But it's always meant something to me because working with the populations that I've worked with, I've seen people just praying for anything to eat, working with the homeless. And it it's, was difficult to see. And so seeing how powerful it was to give your money to somebody else to be able to do these things, it inspired me to actually call my family, which is not something that I would normally do and ask for money. But I said, hey, we got this cool thing going on at church. I'm going to need you to kick in. And what I got back from them was an unbelievable pledge. And I remember pulling up to the church here with a car overflowing with groceries, which felt incredible to be able to provide something. And all I did was ask. All I did was say, hey, can you guys like, help? We want to do something really big. And that wasn't from me. That was God. That was 100% God saying, hey, you just have to be open to it. I'm going to show you the way. And what I spent so many years of my life doing was saying, I'm afraid. 
I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to take the chance. What if I don't do the right thing? What if it doesn't work out? And God says, I got you. Just do it. I'll show you. Have the faith that I will show you the way. And he truly did. And he has. Because he gave me that wonderful woman back there and my little baby. So this whole the theme of this campaign this year, we just took from straight from Jesus' words from the Sermon on the Mount that he says, where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. I mean, it's just kind of a natural human concept. If you put a lot of your time somewhere, if you put a lot of your money somewhere, naturally that's where your heart's going to kind of get rooted. Um, so can you just share with us how that's been true for you, how um, making that leap to say, okay, I'm going to give some of my financial, you know, some of my finances here. I'm going to give some of my time here. How has that um, rooted your heart here more in the people and the ministries of Paoli? Absolutely. I mean, what you see standing up here every week is not something that I would have ever thought would have happened, like, ever. I grew up as a, a musician and classically trained, and uh, when, when my mom had passed, I said, that's it. I'm, I'm going to be done. I don't need to, to perform really anymore. And why am I getting emotional now? That's so Sorry. funny. Um, but I couldn't do it. I just, I, I didn't want to do that anymore. And then you challenged me and over the summer to say, hey, you know, like you're giving some money here. Like, what's another way that you can like give back here? And I was like, well, I don't know. I can like, I can talk to people. <laughs> I can do goofy dances. I don't know. Well, maybe there's something I can do that's, that, that's going to be helpful. And you asked me to play with you over the summer. And I was like, oh, that's like the one thing that I can't do. And I'll tell you, my mom and dad always said, if there is something that is hard and that's tough, run to it. Because that's what's actually going to teach you anything that you need to know in life. You may be scared initially, and that's totally fine. But that fear, run towards it. And I did that day. And we had a wonderful time, and you have a lovely voice. And we had a great experience, and I felt like that gave me permission and gave me the opportunity to have music back in my life again. And the contemporary music piece is so, so important to me. I think that's really something that struck a chord in my heart and really allowed me back in, because I was like, we don't just do like classical music, which is fantastic, and I love it, obviously, I have degrees in it, but like, there's just something about the way, like that second song, when I first hit it, I was tearful. I had no idea, and thank you for giving me tears while we're sitting there. It was just so powerful to hear the music in this kind of way that I, I had to, to sign up, you know, and working with, with Steve and Sarah and everyone, it's, it's an absolute pleasure and joy to come here every Sunday morning now and, and work with them on trying to develop this into being what I know that it can be so that somebody else can have the amazing opportunity that I had when I came here. Well, well, thank you for sharing your heart today, being willing to speak with all of us. We're just so grateful as uh, we let you go back and be with your wife and baby. Can we uh, just say a prayer together? Or we'll clap too. Let's clap for you. Thank you. Thank you. Just join me in saying a prayer of blessing for, for Will. God, thank you for Will. Thank you that everything he shared today is uh, what you laid on his heart and what we needed to hear. Um, and I pray that um, you would continue to encourage him to uh, keep running, uh, not just after the fear, but running after you um, and uh, putting his trust in you in every way. Um, and we know that will lead to good things. So thank you, God, for his story and just continue to encourage us as well. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Will. So here's something that's true that you need to hear. 
The reason that Will is standing up here today sharing that kind of story is because of you all. Like, he came to know that he was loved by God in Jesus Christ because of the generous giving, the faithful praying, and the active ministries of this church. Of course, yes, Jesus Christ is the only one that transforms hearts. We know that. And Jesus has grabbed Will's heart, and we're so grateful for that. But that would not have happened. And he said this at the 730 service, and so I'm saying it now. It would not have happened necessarily in the way that it did, in the time that it did, except for the ministries of this church. And so I hope you, hearing his story, feel a little bit of pride to say, Paoli Presbyterian Church did that. And by God's grace, we will continue to do more of that and that and that in any number of people's lives. That's what we exist for. We believe that there is no problem in human life that following Jesus cannot solve. And we join Jesus in solving those problems by ending relational poverty, inviting everybody into transforming relationship with God through Jesus Christ and authentic relationships with one another. That's our mission. And one of the ways you get to, we get to participate in that mission is through our generous giving through giving our time and our money to the kingdom of God, Jesus' work here on earth in this place of Paoli Presbyterian Church. So that's what we're doing today. Today we're celebrating. Today is a once a year celebration where we dedicate our gifts for the coming year. And so I know some of you have brought these cards in and I'm so glad you have. Some of you, I know, maybe forgot them at home and that's okay. Some of you are online. That's great, too. Uh, but we're going to, however we uh, have these uh, pledges, we are going to dedicate them to God today. So if you have yours handy, pull it out. We're going to bring it forward in just a second. If you forgot it, that's okay. If you're visiting and you don't even know what I'm talking about, we're just glad that you're here. Because what we're going to do here in a minute is we're going to all be invited to come and walk forward. We're going to walk forward to this table, first and foremost, to receive this gift. This is where this all begins. It doesn't begin with a pledge card. It begins with receiving the broken body and blood poured out of our risen Savior, Jesus Christ. The Christian life begins with recognizing and receiving that all of this was done for you. Scripture says, for God so loved the world that he gave. And so we come forward with open hands to receive what we so desperately need from God. And so as you come forward, you can simply say a simple prayer of just thank you. Thank you, God, for living for me, for dying for me on the cross to forgive me of my sins. Here is my heart Come and live your new life in me. And then that, that giving is simply a sign. It's a sign of that new life in you. That you surrender yourself to Jesus by giving a portion of your time or your money to the work of God as you leave that, that card here or do that online or mail it in whenever you have time. But I really truly believe that as a church, if we continue to kind of do those things, to, to open our hands both to receive and to give, 
if we just keep living that life of receiving what God has to give to us and giving back and receiving once more, I can guarantee you there will be a whole lot more stories like we heard today in the months and years to come. Men and women and teenagers and children who will stand up here and tell you that what Jesus says is true. That when we give, we receive. That when we ask, he answers. That when we surrender ourselves to Jesus, God provides abundantly more than we could ever give.